Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. And you're listening to The Media Dungeon on the Dumb Idiot Bullshit Podcast Network, the only podcast network that um, has blue balls right now. Uh-oh. I forgot to masturbate before you came. Classic mistake. Always masturbate before <laughs> Pat comes over. That's what I say. That's one of the classic. I got a tattoo that says that. Well, that's one of the classic blunders. That <laughs> right? <you've done. laughs> a real goof. A real, a real goof. goof on my part. Um... <laughs> If you'd like to support us, please visit patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs or go check out our website, soytrek.com. Yeah. Once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs and soytrek.com. Uh, uh, on our Patreon, you can get access to the Media Dungeon Plex server, which this show is kind of based on since all of these movies are on the server. I've got almost 18,000 films. I've got over 1,600 television shows in completion or in their current running. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. And also check out soytrek.com where you can buy your fun, funny merch. With that out of the way, let's talk about the movie we're here to talk about today. Mm. 2023's Rebel Moon Part one, A Child of Fire, written and directed by Zack Snyder. Woof. Or, at my theory, written by ChatGPT. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into initial impressions in a second. First, <laughs> let's talk about the synopsis of the film. Yes. Just give a, a brief overview. So, when a peaceful settlement on the edge of a distant moon finds itself threatened by the armies of a tyrannical ruling force, Korra played by Sophia Batella, a mysterious stranger living amongst the villagers becomes their best hope for survival. Tasked with finding trained fighters who will unite with her in making an impossible stand against the mother world, Korra assembles a small band of warriors, outsiders, insurgents, peasants, and orphans of war from different worlds who share a common need for redemption and revenge. Oh. As the shadow of an entire realm bears down on the unlikeliest of moons. A battle over the fate of the galaxy is waged, and in the process, a new army of heroes is formed. Supposedly. That's 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 what the film's about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's give our initial impressions. Would you like to go first? You seem very antsy here. <laughs> go for it. Well, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if if you haven't watched this yet or heard anything about it. I'm sure if you've heard about spoiler it, spoiler alerts a plenty here. Yeah, spoiler. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. After watching this movie, I'm convinced nothing matters. Plus, it's so derivative; like it can't be spoiled for you. No, like it's you've already seen this film before. Yeah, and so if you have heard of this film, you probably heard of how about how bad it is. And so it was like so going in, like I was just like, you know what, you know, people have the tendency to do exaggerate, mm-hmm. and no. Everything that you've heard, anything that you've heard about how bad this movie is, like, believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like it, it is. Even if the person hasn't seen this film. Even if the person hasn't seen it. They're film, probably right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I could, I, if you told me to come up with, like, the plot, you just gave me a brief, brief outline. I could have filled in everything for this film because it's like, it's very predictable. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I didn't predict was, like, uh, uh, the main villain having a shillelagh. Yeah, <laughs> like I was just like, oh, okay, he's got a shillelagh. Mm-hmm. You haven't, I haven't seen that since um, uh, Gangs of New York, I guess. Like, you oh, know, yeah. just like, oh. just like that weird Irish club that they use. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I mentioned like it. It feels I, I, I have a theory mm-hmm. that these films, you know, I feel I have a feeling that this was this film was like being in production during the writer strike, if if I'm correct. That would make sense. I'm not 100 percent sure, but that makes so total sense. That, 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 that's what that was. What I was grabbing from this because mm-hmm. you know it has to be written by Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. obviously. Because like, but I feel like it's like Netflix's attempt to pass off um, AI written scripts, mm-hmm. and because you know that's been a threat. That's been like that was the discussion of the writer strike. Yeah, in that this was like going to that this, that that. AI was going to replace writers and creative types that that are involved in movies. Right, and AI could have definitely made this film because yeah. one thing that AI is really good at it's, is like replicating fucking already written works and ideas yes. and regurgitating ideas yep. in different forms. Yeah, because it's not an act. Because like when they say, I feel like calling it AI is very deceptive because like it's not like an artificial intelligence like like a data or EMH right. that, that are able to come up with complete independent whole, thoughts. Yeah. Independent thoughts and wholly original works. Right. Like that's because And, and, and so, you know, data is able to make paintings. EMH is like, you know, he mm-hmm. has a, in, in Star Trek. This is in Star Trek. This is, yeah, uh, yeah. and, uh, and so he, they're both drawn to art mm-hmm. and they create art. Right. Yeah. Like AI as it exists now is just an aggregate program that yeah. is able to just like, yeah as you said take these existing works and compile them into something mm-hmm. and sure enough i'm guessing Zack snyder wrote you know he gave he gave some outlines mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he's he, like, had, he had a story outline for he had sure. a story outline i'm sure like and he probably had took a bunch of like uh other like different ai written things and compiled them and tried to make it as coherent as possible he could he could get a writing credit on it mm-hmm. you know and i'm sure there are some scenes but the way the storytelling, the way that characters talk, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's very redundant. There's like, you know, they'll they'll repeat ideas. There's no levity. There's no levity. There's no ounce of like humanity in here. None, none whatsoever. Mm. And it's and and that's one thing that's always missing from AI written works is any sort of like uh, human experience, right. <laughs> like some genuine human experience. Mm-hmm. And that seems completely bereft from this completely. Mm-hmm. And just the way that people talk, it just sounds very robotic and, and just like, it, and there's not that many robots. And the there's one, not that the many robots. robots. The, like the one robot that does exist, Anthony Hopkins in this film mm-hmm. 
is like very underutilized. I feel like they're going to use them a lot in the upcoming films and they're going to have like a robot army revolution yeah. thing and it's going to be like attack the clones a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and 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 and, it, and I think it also jumped the gun with his character too fast where it's just like making him already sort of like have a very human soul. Right. And, right. And, and I mean we'll get to it, but just, they do they do try to like humanize him for sure. They, like right off the bat. Right, right. And right. it just felt too quick and then you don't see him for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he does and he does a quick appearance at the end. Yeah. So my initial impressions uh were basically what if what if they did an R rated Star Wars with uh sexual assault? And mm. the good guys are the Irish planet from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> yeah. uh, or from, and, from Star Trek TNG. And, and the protagonist yearns for monarchy. Yes. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was Avatar Wars episode two-ish. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, and that's, a, that's one thing that's wild to me is it's like, you know, you're going to, you know, you're, like we, uh, we just had Avatar 2. Mm-hmm. We have Dune 2 coming up. You know, um, we have all these other, like, properties that have definitely taken a lot of, like, artistic, like, merit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. And, 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 you know, you get Zack Snyder, even though, if you know, you know, as I, you know, you could say, like, okay, the script's AI. But, you know, you get Zack Snyder for a very specific reason because, you know, he is very visually oriented. He is. And, And, like, yeah, he, he would be great to just, like be a guy who does action films and movies. Yeah, or music I, videos. I think he's very good at yeah, music videos. music videos, for sure. He's, yeah, he's like uh, almost, I don't know, a, a, a McG with like a larger vision, but like not a good one. No, and that's the thing, like, you know, you can look at his other movies, you know, like Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that yikes. doesn't make any fucking sense, no. but it, it, there's part that look cool. Yeah. But like with this, like, but, I th- but at the same time, he also made one really good movie, which mm. was a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, his Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, Dead I, remake is fantastic. I did, I, I did like that one a lot. That's like a four star movie for me. But yeah. everything else, like Sucker Punch, like uh, Sucker Punch looked interesting. This movie, like the script was dog shit, mm-hmm. and. Also, like, I thought the visuals were very underwhelming as well. Like, a lot of the... Most of, of the time. Uh, like, there's the CGI leading up, like, the, like the spaceships leading mm. up to, like, the final confrontation yeah, was yeah, really bad. Yeah. And, and, the like, the first initial shot with, like, uh, the, the giant ship coming through, like, mm-hmm. the, the hole or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, this... the. I don't know. There's nothing in the movie that like give, gives you a sense of like immensity. But but before absolutely, you're, but, yeah. Before we get into any of our criticisms, of yeah. which I'm sure we have many, we're we're gonna talk about the film in general mm. and like the good scenes. So okay, the opening of the movie isn't good in my opinion. <laughs> no, no. no, it's it's like it, it gives you a, a like a, a guy with a deep voice. T- you know, giving you like a brief overview of how was like, it an Anthony, Hop- Anthony was Hopkins? Hopkins? Yeah. Okay, so it was I guess Hopkins telling us about um, like the the motherland. Yeah, is is or the Imperium? I it's, think which or, is it's very Nazi coded. Yeah, yeah it's a they super call it, they Nazi call, they call it Mother World or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the Mother World like is going around sending people out and fucking shit up basically they, and like rooting out rebels yeah. who stand against them. They do use a lot of visual it's, shorthands. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It is Star Wars in its very like the Empire v- 
is Nazis versus the yeah. rebels who aren't. Yeah, and Star Wars, you know, all the all the um, you know, like the Empire is very, you know, they wear black, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're very military coded, and mm-hmm. this like all of the Mother World people are very Nazi coded. Oh yeah, they're so, wearing like olive uniforms with like high collars, and, very Hugo Boss type shit. Yeah, they're wearing and they're very high, they're high and tight haircuts, uh-huh. yeah. and so it's just like so it's basically telling you right off the bat like who's good and who's bad. Right. And yeah, it just has, it starts and it does start. It is funny how it does start off completely like star Wars where, you know, we have this poor moisture farmer. Yeah, know, no, it's just like, it's, she's it's, like, she's like hoeing a field. Yeah. And, and on the Irish planet, <laughs> on the I- Irish from star planet. Trek Voyager. Oh, start old oh, from star Trek TNG with the foot massage. Oh yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I was saying like uh. what this, what this movie really needed was a Riker getting a, uh, ma- uh, a maple syrup foot job underneath oh, the table at Denny's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we, we didn't, love that. we didn't have any of that. So. No, no. Um, so <laughs> this movie <laughs> is, um, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't set up the movie very well. I mean, I no. guess it sets up it up as well as it can for everyone having the precognition and the pre-understanding of Star Wars and what that's all about. Yeah, it has to rely on existing properties and for you to make it, for it to make sense. It should be uh I, I guess I didn't talk too much about like the production of this film or anything, but apparently Zack Snyder pitched this to Lucasfilms back in 2012. Mm. And so he already wanted to do this. And uh, part of me wonders if maybe like Rogue One didn't come out of that because this Mm. also feels a lot like Rogue One in a lot of ways because Rogue One is very like seven samurai type gathering dudes for a impossible mission that is that is true that movie is actually good that that is good it has it has good build-up and Mm. also what i liked about rogue one is i mean they of course they wouldn't go through with it but i thought like um donnie and that other guy had a very like gay-coded relationship oh yeah yeah and and i and i I was pissed i was like it didn't show them kiss (laughs) (laughs) because like i was like the entire time i was rooting for them to kiss and they Mm. didn't but like yeah that that does the concept much more and I wonder if they just like if if yeah Zack Snyder went in with that mm-hmm. is like pitched that idea they're just like oh <laughs> yeah. just like stole it from him which good I mean it's not it's like Seven Samurai has been stolen to death so it's and it's it's fine to adapt certain works but yeah. just making a work that is just a pure amalgamation of other works yeah I don't I mean it it sucks it's like the Chat GPT can do that and that's yeah. why it sucks is because yeah. like. You can be like, hey, uh, <laughs> rewrite a chapter of like, um, I don't know, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but mm-hmm. uh, written in the style of Kurt Vonnegut. And it'll fucking do it like competently. Yeah. And but that's the thing is it's like it can't create the original works of Kurt Vonnegut or no. even the original work of Fifty Shades of Grey. No. You know? No. It, yeah. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey was like a um, like a like erotic parrot. Uh, reimagining of twilight right right i mean that's what it started out (laughs) but like um yeah just it's just yeah i mean it's like yeah this definitely feels like a copy of a copy because not only are we copying you know seven samurai Mm -hmm. there's also like the layers of star wars on top of that yeah and and then of course and also like they definitely 
play up the fantasy element a lot more in this. So they do. And so it definitely feels like there's almost like a Dungeon and Dragon style fan on top of that. And a, a little we, bit. And we yeah, just there, had there's like, like orcs. And yeah, yeah. It, uh, it feels more like Lord of the Rings to me. Like they yeah, have, there's a griffin. Yeah, there's definitely a griffin. <laughs> yeah. But but that's 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 very Harry Potter. That's very Harry Potter. The, but griffins are, are mythical, mythological creatures that are. True, but, but it's like exactly, I mean, it looks like the fucking. It, um, yeah, it does. The, it, the, 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 the hub, the, what was that the fucking thing called? The hi- hippogriff, hippogriff, uh, yeah. the hippogriff. Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's so. Oh, we'll get into that. And, 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 later, does it, and the, but, the griffin does look very cute too, where it just yeah. has like big, yeah. big, big eyes. But uh, so anyway, uh, continuing on the film, um, you know, small farming community, uh, some Nazis land, right? The the space Nazis, the Empire, and they go to the village leader, who's this very fucking like. Irish Scottish coated guy with a huge beard. Yeah, and this is also instantly where this movie lost me mm-hmm. because the Irish planet is very technologically backwards in comparison to like these Nazis that come and land with a full military, mm-hmm. the full uh full modern military, modern for them. Yeah. You know, that they have like all these like they have a million soldiers. Right, and they're they're tilling the fields with like hand tools and yeah, shit. Yeah, they, they, but but at the same time they try to explain it away and the guys like uh we see working uh with our hands is like a tribute to the the soil or some shit like that. And I'm like, yeah. nah. Because, like, the, the Nazi guy is like, oh, you could buy machines to, like, till this land. For yeah, we you. have robots. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and then they're just like, and that's why I thought, thought it was weird that they were even trying to to barter with them mm-hmm. in any way. Because it's just like you can, this is a this is a town of maybe, like, 100 people. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's just like, and you you have a bunch of guns. Yeah. And so I felt, and I felt like the, the, the obvious thing that, you know, you're thinking as a, as the viewer, you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, I know what's where this is going, but right. it took forever to get to that. It point. did, it did. It was well. Th- that's the thing, though. It was trying to be the first scene in Inglorious Bastards, and it was trying to build. Yes, all this I was tension. getting that too. <laughs> no, and, and that's the thing. It's like there was there were so many scenes in this film that I'm like, this is just an objectively worse version of mm-hmm. another scene from another film. Yeah, and that's yeah, because like there is that sort of like back and forth and trying to build tension, right? And but, it has this this tense music, unlike in yeah. Glorious Bastards, and it yeah. really just tries to like emote you into, you know, like liking it. Uh, I should mention that the 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 music on this film was actually pretty good, mm. um, although the the film wasn't, uh, and it was done by. Um, uh, Let's see, uh, Tom Holkenborg, uh, who is better known as, um, what is he better known as? Junkie XL. He, oh. he, uh, he also did the music for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, sick. Right. So he's, he's got a really good, like, resume. Mm. Uh, and I thought the music on this movie wasn't bad. It was just the movie was, and it used the music inappropriately in places. It did. Like, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I will say, though, that one Irish song that they're playing when, you know, when we first open, we see like um, uh, our protagonist, you know, mm-hmm. Sophia Butella, who who was from Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. um, and she was also Knife Legs and Kingsman and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we see her, and she goes back to town. They're having that Irish celebration. And they're just, and they don't m- try to make new space Irish music. Mm-hmm. It's just straight up Irish music. Yeah. And so it really left the, and the, and you see that with a lot of the plants, like we see a Rome planet, like obviously the mother world is very Nazi German coded. Right. And, and so I was kind of thinking like, I, I wanted to know more of like the actual history that's going on in this world where mm-hmm. it's just like, 
okay, did like humanity just branch out and to these other worlds is still, is this, do we still, is, is it a completely fictional universe that's, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, far, far away? Or is it like actually like based in sort of earth? This is like the, I think in sci-fi in general, you have only three types of white people. You have, you have Americans (laughs) and British people who are like stand up good people. Yeah. Uh, you have the Irish people who are simple (laughs) and also the the Scots Irish in general are, are simple. And then you have Germans who are, Categorically bad. Category, yeah. Categorically bad. Yeah. They're always up to something bad. That's true. All the space Germans. You, there's no like, you know, on Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah. Think of all the good, you know, German people. They don't exist. They don't exist. They're all they're all bad. But I was left wondering that though, though, just like just like the general history of the universe in this world, like mm-hmm. what year it was. Like, is this far in, far in our own future? Because like. Yeah, like the main villain. I don't even. Re- I didn't catch hardly anybody's name, by the way. So yeah. when we talk about these people, like, <laughs> like I, I can, I, I call, can, I call the villain Shillelagh villain because he just kept 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 holding a Shillelagh. Uh, Admiral Atticus. Admiral Atticus. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like, like I did think like visually he looked cool just like he fit mm-hmm. the bill like and he is no. wearing like a suit, yeah. like, a, like a tie. And yeah, like, he I, he's very. Um, like Peaky Blinders coded. He's very Peaky Blinders. He Peaky looks, fucking blinders. I wonder if they tried to get Killian Murphy. I for, bet they tried to get Killian Murphy. A hundred percent. They're like, we need the cheekbones. We need the cheekbones. Uh, who has the second best cheekbones in Hollywood? Get them on the line. <laughs> yeah. Ed yeah. Screen? Sure. Get him. I'm sure he's probably Irish, right? He's probably an Irish actor. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ed Screen is a very Irish name. Yeah. English. He's English. He's English. Uh, he yeah. definitely had that sort of feeling to him, mm-hmm. but I thought he was kind of a effective but i thought like yeah he wasn't bad he probably put in the best performance in the entire film i'd say and and, and he's struggling at times though, yeah. because it's like because like the dialogue that they're making these actors say is dog shit it is it, it it's just like so straightforward There's yeah. it is all like exposition dumps yes and like plot critical information yeah and none of it is like fun. None of it's like character building. No. None of it is world building even. And it's devoid of personality where it's just like there's characters that you think should be sort of like, you know, like a Han Solo type or something. That's someone that's like supposed to be charming. I, they I, don't come off as charming. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Han Solo type in this movie, Charlie Hunnam, yeah. the guy from um, uh, 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 Sons, Sons of Anarchy. Anarchy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim job. Yeah, Pacific Rim job. Uh, he was he was fine. He was serviceable. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He he just never really had that like Harrison Ford like charm to him it at was, all. I think and I, it was I, flat. I, I do blame the writing because mm-hmm. he can be a very charming person. He can. Yeah, yeah. Like and and that's the thing. There's like ver- there's actors in this movie that are typically charming. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, uh, Jimon Hunshu, like the one general. Like he, like he's been in lots of stuff. Like he's mm-hmm. been in like Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He's been in um, Amistad. He's been in a bunch of other shit. And mm-hmm. it's just like he's always, he, he's always very, you know, you, you always like, you know, he's identifiable. He's like yeah, a yeah. big guy. And mm-hmm. so you're just, but I feel like everyone's underutilized. Like uh, Duna, uh, well, Duna uh, Bay is the, in this. The thing is, like, the only like room they give any of the characters in this film really is an introduction. Yeah. They introduce and they them. Re-inter- and then reintroduce them. Yeah. And then and then that's it. And they don't like, I don't know, like do anything with it. They no. they don't give the and that's the thing is this movie is 
uh, two hours and 14 minutes long, longer than the original Star Wars, and we just have less time to get familiar <laughs> with any of these characters mm -hmm. than anybody in Star Wars. And maybe that's a testament to, like, the fact that Star Wars didn't, like, try to fit in, like, ten main characters yeah. into their first film. I mean, yeah, I mean, Seven Samurai is three hours long. Yeah. But, right. also, but that also feels like... But you actually feel something for everyone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know when you're well, watching and it. That, yeah, they make everyone like unique and not just like a different demographic. Yeah, you and, know, and just it's, like and yeah, like yeah, it's I feel like it tries to utilize like archetypes, but then like there's points when in the movie, like when you think would really show off some of the people, like you know, I, during I some my, of the fight scenes, and yeah. then they just disappear completely from the screen. Right, and I think instead of archetypes, they kind of get like more. I don't know. Um, stereotypes. Yeah, like they got like the uh, the strong black warrior. They got the the sleek, silky Asian warrior mm -hmm. who uses two swords and it, two lightsabers. Two lightsabers, <laughs> and, it, and it gives her like oh, cool. oh, like uh, uh, as soon as it shows her, it it like gives Asian music. Then we have like the brave, strong uh, Native American coded warrior, yeah. and like you know, and it's. It's all these different, it's like, hey, check it out. We got the rainbow crew together, everyone. We're going to fight bigotry. And I'm like, oh, my God. And yeah, and, and, yeah, and there's like, and so, yeah, like, like it's a, basically ha does have the setup, setup of Sam and Samurai where mm -hmm. they're trying to get some some the top warriors to protect this mm -hmm. Irish farming town. Yeah. Oh, so we should we should continue on the plot oh, a little yeah, bit here. Yeah. So so what happens is uh the the Nazi guy and his his people uh come to the farming town, talk to the leader and ask him for his surplus uh grain. Yeah. And ask way more than is required of them. Yes. Uh and then uh he says no, but another guy here uh played by Michael Holzman Gunner is that his name in this gunner? Gunner. I, I didn't gunner. Get, I didn't yeah. get, I, I literally this, this, didn't get this farming guy. Name. Yeah, he uh he's like no, we can give you some surplus. And so um the uh the Nazi guy, Admiral Atticus uses his Irish cane thing, what's it called? Shillelagh. A shillelagh to like kill the leader of this town. Yeah. In front of everybody. Mm -hmm. And then he's like you're going to give us like all your fucking grain. And it was something that was telegraphed. It was telegraphed so hard. <laughs> so, like you just you're just like waiting for it to happen. Yeah. And what really should have happened at this point, I mean, it, it wouldn't be the seven samurai thing, but it'd be kind of like more of the Star Wars thing, but mm -hmm. probably everyone in this town should have been massacred. Yeah. And that would have been kind of more interesting, I think. Yeah, it would have been more interesting. Or at, least, it, or at least like all of the men in the town massacred and they're like give yeah. some sort of stakes besides yeah. just Honestly, that would have changed the film, I think, significantly better if they murdered all of the men in the town. Yeah. And then it was like the women have to survive and the women are the one who, uh, I don't know, they, they could have done something very different with this. Yeah, because like once know. after they put they do this on the town, it, do, it does seem like the town almost continues as usual almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, and there's no. They're it, just like, well, we got to get the harvest in nine weeks. And except like Sophia Botella, what's her name in this? Uh, Cora. Cora. This is this movie is The Legend of Cora. This legend, the Legend of Cora. Yeah. Cora is the one who makes this you know, idea to like fight the guys they leave behind. Mm -hmm. And also I thought the scene that where um, it's like the, the goons, mm. like they, like the, the Anabraticus leaves some guys behind. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah, there are a bunch of Nazi goons uh, and there's like three of them that are indistinguishable from each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, they're just like, get the, the, the three guys who look the most like a smaller version of Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> 
cast them and together them and argue. put them all in the same scene. And just have them argue with each other. And yeah. I thought this like over who's gonna rape who first. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I was like, this scene is going on forever. And they, just them arguing. All, it's like all, ten minutes. Yeah. Long. Also in the scene, they introduce the Anthony Hopkins robot. Yes. Who is like a robot who's like mild mannered. And then uh, one of the Nazis decides to like shoot him and be a bully to him mm -hmm. to prove that they can't fight back because apparently when uh, the king was slain, so in this story there's a king and a princess and both of them were killed apparently. Mm -hmm. um, but when the king was slain, all of the robots like put down their arms mm. because they had only sworn to protect the king mm. or some shit like that. And so like now they're like uh, or the king and the princess. So. It's obvious. It's telegraphed from this very point <laughs> yeah. that, like, of Cora. course, Cora is going to be like the new princess, yeah. and the robots are going to rise up for her. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate it already. I know. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I want to kill it. It's like, yeah, there's nothing that's subtle in this movie. No. And no. it's like everything, and that's why, which I, works in some places. It works in some places because uh, we get. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually give them credit for the three good scenes in this movie. Mm. I always try to find at least. I find at least three good scenes. I would love in to hear movie. what scenes those are. So the first fight scene, I think, is actually a pretty good scene. Yeah. It, it, okay. It's it's all like, but it's it's like all based on like the one of the meathead soldiers the leader of them is like oh i get to i get to split this sapling first to yeah. to a girl yeah and uh and so he's threatening rape and that's like what this fight scene is predicated on and then cora comes in and kills all the nazis yes um it was actually like it was highly stylized violence in a way uh, Zack snyder is actually pretty good at i think yeah. with a lot of like very, you know, like slow mo falls and like kicks and stuff like that. Like stuff that actually looks pretty good. But I will say, like, none of the other fights look this good. No, no. This was, <laughs> this was probably the best scene in the entire film, unfortunately. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, cause, um, like, cause all the other fight scenes are mm -hmm. very, very bad. Yeah. Like, in this, like, you can follow the action. Like, she, you know, and it's just like, okay, yeah, there's stakes. There's stakes. Yeah. Like, okay, like the these Nazis were about to do some rape and she fucking stopped them. And so it's now awesome. now when the other Nazis come back in ten weeks, they're gonna have to answer for that and they'll probably kill yeah. everyone in the village no matter what. Which is like also funny, like I was thinking like like they're like they're not gonna check up in ten weeks, they're just gonna assume everything's fine. Well, they left some men there who are supposed yeah. to check in, I guess. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I don't know. So um so now, now shit's on. They realize that they have to fight, and so uh, you know, um, Cora goes to Gunner. She's like, "Hey, we need to like find the Rebel Army, mm -hmm. just like in Star Wars. Yeah, just like in Star Wars to help us rise up." And that's what that's what they, I think is funny about the name because mm -hmm. like Rebel and Moon are two words you definitely associate instantly associate with Star Wars. Yeah, right, right. Like because you know that's no moon. Yeah, uh, you know the rebels and stuff like that. So right. it's just like so when you hear those two words, you instantly do that like like association. Re Rebel Moon is like it's literally just flipping Death Star. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. But what if what if what if what's the opposite of a Death Star? Well, you got uh, what's the opposite of Death in the Empire? Well, you got the Rebels. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fucking and, uh, the the Death Star is like a big orb. Okay, mm -hmm. a moon. Yeah, so it's a Rebel Moon. Right. Like like it's like a, making a movie called like the Power of the Force, mm -hmm. and it's it has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's like no, <laughs> that, what are you doing? The yeah. Force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
So I do like how like she this this is like her decision like, and that's one thing you know we'll get to it at the end, mm-hmm. but like just like just the way this movie ends mm-hmm. and and the way like you know in Seven Samurai it works is it's like yeah. yeah of course you can always do like like you know a small group versus a large amount of people, mm-hmm. but it's just like going and getting like you know a couple individuals to hold off like a space fairing of people <laughs> who can nuke you from orbit. Yeah. I feel that kind of loses a lot of its like, you know, it's, it's, it's effectiveness. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you need like, like they're, they're counting on like the Nazis coming back and like just bringing all of their men down in like, you know, with like minimal arms and shit. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really work. It doesn't work. Like, you know, it, it works in like seven samurai when you have like the seven samurai with the townspeople. Right. But like, because do, they're, like they're up fort- against an actual, like, you know, a, you know, not a force that can fucking bomb them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, and like, it's ancient technology and shit. And they have, and they're, and they're, you know, they kind of make it into a fortress. So mm. then like, then they, 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 they plan for it, you know, and mm. that's the whole movie is like them planning right. on how they're going to overwhelm the, a, a greater force. And then, yeah. so, yeah. So after this, we get the cantina scene also, <laughs> also known is basically the scene with a uh, strider from uh, Lord of the Rings, yeah. the fellowship of the <laughs> yes, rings. Absolutely. It's, it's an exact amalgamation of those two. Once again, with a threat of rape, and also, and also, it doesn't really show them going into space, does it? It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's it, a scene it, of them it, going into space, but it's almost space. you could almost seem like this is uh, Charlie Punham is like, hold on and shit, and they yeah. go, yeah. So, but um, it the second action scene, it kind of starts with a uh, a big ugly guy, mm-hmm. um, like coming up to Cora and being like, hey, is this your like sex slave? I want to use him, mm-hmm. and then him just basically like threatening sex to Gunner, yeah, and uh, so Gunner's not even that hot. No, no. So, <laughs> which I hate how like they're they're really like doing like the love the the love connection between him and Cora. And it yeah, just, it doesn't. They, they well, have, they're simple. They're simple farming folk. They have zero chemistry together on. Screen. No one has chemistry yeah, in this movie. That's true. No one they has chemistry. Give, they don't give time for chemistry in this <laughs> yeah. movie. That's what they because like there it it does feel like there's some scenes that go by too quick mm-hmm. and then other scenes that go on way too long very and much it, so. and it definitely messes with your perception of time mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this film actually didn't <laughs> i mean it, it seemed like two hours and 15 minutes but it also like seemed a little shorter it also seemed a little shorter and also way longer also way longer in ways yeah it's, it's hard to explain like this this yeah. movie like really distorts time it does and also i i would say in that katina scene mm-hmm. like you know said like you know script possibly allegedly done by ai but also like there's like there's some initial shots of some of the aliens inside the katina that look oh, ai generated right. yeah because they're like just like very straight shots with them in yes. the center like yes. just doing one alien thing yeah it looked very yeah you're not wrong it looked and, very ai generated yeah like there's one character like with a light up thing that it centers on right right and it's, i it, didn't think about that but yeah, you're not like, wrong yeah, yeah. It, like that th- those like two shots like really like jarred me for some reason but and i couldn't explain it at the time and i was like taking other notes but now that you mention it yeah it, it felt <laughs> uncanny it, valley yeah i mean it it just felt like AI generated, not yeah. Uncanny Valley. It just felt like not made by someone with a vision. Yeah, because it does that sort of movement. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those, like, what if Wes Anderson directed Star Wars AI, mm. AI videos? No, thank you. And where it, it is, like, sort of like they slightly animate the AI in it. Mm-hmm. And it, so it has, like, um, 
like Owen Wilson, um, Darth Vader, yeah. you know, and it's just like, but it, he, he's sort of moving, but not really. And that's mm. what that character was doing. Right. And so I was getting that sense and I'm just like, you know, and that's why I, I have that theory that they're, they're, this is like a test run to see how well people would respond to like right. an AI, AI script. Mm-hmm. And like, and some AI shots and see. Yeah, and you know what? Like my my friend Spencer mm-hmm. liked it, and my dad really liked it. <laughs> so Spencer liked it. Spencer liked it. Interesting. He, he, he realized it was completely derivative, but like yeah. he still liked it. You should read his review on Letterbox. Oh, it's I will. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't even follow Spencer on there. I'll follow him. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the the second action scene is all right. It is a cantina action scene where there's a lot of shooting and stuff and decent action, and it introduces uh, Charlie Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy, who yeah. who's like the Han Solo type character. Yeah, and he plays a pretty pivotal role in this film, and, and, and also very underutilized. He's apparently like uh, he's yeah like second build in this movie, but also second build in the next second one. build really in yeah. the next one as well. Yeah, yeah. So apparently he's gonna have like a bigger role. I think probably didn't he. Spoiler, didn't he die at the end? No, I don't think so, did he? Yeah, he got the thing underneath his underneath his chin. He got the like the the gun thing underneath his chin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know if that killed him. I don't know. It, it like it cut away from that and I don't think it's Yeah, that's what and that, that's why I thought it was stupid yeah. like like from his No, cuz he's yeah, he's he's like yeah, Rubble Moon 2. Um Unless he unless no, he's he's top build for the next film. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> So he can't be dead, dog. <laughs> or maybe it's a prequel. Or maybe they they revive him or some shit. I don't yeah, know. something. Who knows? Like they I mean, they don't. They, they cut away from his death, and you and uh, I mean, you kind of see it happen, and then mm-hmm. you don't see his body. You don't see him again after like this thing, which is like it's a very bizarre way to dispatch like a you know a second build character. Yeah. But what yeah. do I know? So I don't think he's dead. So okay. So um. You know, Charlie Hunnam, uh, who's, what's his fucking name in this here? Um, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, the Han Solo stand in here. Uh, his name's, um, um, <laughs> uh, it's Ka- Kai. Kai. Okay. Kai. Cool. All these names suck. Kai, Korra. I mean, Gunner. wasn't Kai also a character in like the the Avatar? So they. I, I mean, don't know. I didn't watch. I mean, that, a, not the show. I didn't yeah, watch the yeah, show. yeah. I'm talking about because Korra is yeah, the Legend, Legend of Korra, Korra is yeah. a continuation of Avatar, and I think Kai is the name of someone in. So this probably borrowed heavily from Avatar as well. Which is isn't Airbender. Netflix also doing like an Avatar series coming up soon? Yeah, they are, which <laughs> I dread, dude. Like, uh, honestly, the cartoon is fucking perfect. That's it what is, I've heard. I've never watched it. Honestly, it's. It, it is one of the few like children's cartoons mm-hmm. I recommend to adults. Mm. It fucks, dude. It's mm. so good. I've got it all, I think, in 1080 on my server. Both my brothers love it. Yeah, like. because it's like objectively great media. Mm. Like it's it's something like everyone can agree upon. Mm. It's it's one of those things like Star Trek TNG. Like okay. people of all types love Star Trek TNG yeah. just because it's great storytelling, mm. regardless of their political views and shit like that. Mm. You know, it's now the Avatar The Last Airbender is maybe the best cartoon ever made. Hmm. I, I like some cartoons more than it, like Samurai Jack, but I think Avatar might be the best cartoon ever made. Hmm. It's fucking good, dude. Interesting. Check it out. Anyway, so back to this. Um, uh, the third good scene in the movie, hmm. and I'm 50-50 about this, was the fight <laughs> scene against the giant spider woman. Yeah, um, and I instantly recognized her as uh, it was Jenna Malone. 
who act- was a spider lady a spider lady okay, yeah okay like because jenna malone was in sucker punch so she's been in Zack oh, Snyder stuff right, before right, right and i was just like that's the woman from neon demon yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I, was, uh, I was also uh me and lucy were watching and lucy was watching as well mm-hmm. and and lucy really likes neon demon i'm like oh that's jenna malone and um which is it, i thought the spider looked cool yeah, yeah had, it was decent cgi i had no idea what was happening though <laughs> Okay, I I followed the action scene pretty well, but I like yeah. watched it twice, so yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Uh, it's the scene in which we reveal a nemesis played by Bay Duna, who's mm-hmm. like our badass Asian lady with two lightsabers, and it plays like it it, it wasn't like the da na 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 na, <laughs> but it played some very distinctly like hey, this is an Asian fight now, and she's cr- and she's South Korean. Is she South Korean? Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, but it, it it played like very like stereotypical like Asian music at this point. And I was Woof. like, yeah, it made me cringe a little bit. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's it's um, sad. I mean, I was glad to see her again because I really liked her in like Cloud Atlas and stuff. Okay, and, I haven't seen, I haven't seen. Uh, you haven't seen Cloud Atlas? No, no. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that movie's good. Like, I like the book a lot more. The book is awesome. The book does a lot of really. Cool I saw stuff I language. saw Cloud Anus, which. <laughs> I think is associated in some way. That was just Tom Hanks gaping. <laughs> <laughs> Cloud anus. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, no, you watch Cloud Alice is good. But like, mm-hmm. uh, but she's cool. Like, um, I haven't seen her in a minute and anything. And um, no, she was fine in here. It's just, yeah. they didn't let her talk like at all. They, she did not talk, which is and, very and, odd. And it's crazy because like, so she killed the spider lady. Mm-hmm. And they're building their team at this point and like going to people and be like, hey, will you be part of our team? And yeah. they're like, no. And then she's like, please. And then they're like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but fucking uh, um, Nemesis doesn't say anything. Yeah. She just kills a spider lady and then she's boom, part of their team. Part of the team. Just part of the team now. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. What was the, and like the later when they're doing like that guy, the evil guy is doing reintroductions, like, mm-hmm. you know, telling us all these people, like he mentioned something about the kids or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. So, uh, geez, what else good do I have to say about this film? The main Nazi dude is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think he He chews up screen. Yeah. He was definitely doing a lot of, uh, sheen, sheen, scene chewing. Mm -hmm. Like, like, but I think that's just like him being given like the script Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, what do I do with this? Yeah. I just like, yeah. Like, and so he overacts at all, which actually, yeah. the one thing I'll say about that is at least it's a fucking decision. Yeah. I feel like none of the actors in this film really made any concrete decisions that they weren't told to do. Yeah. I, I do feel like the, I, I definitely got that sense mm-hmm. because like I noticed like um, general Titus, is that, that's his name? Atticus. Attic- Admiral Atticus. Wait. Oh. No, uh, no, the other uh, general, oh, general Titus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, general, uh, general Titus. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he was also kind of like, like, I don't think, like, Zack Snyder gave him anything. And no. so I think, because, like, at multiple times you see him, like, whenever he whenever he's on screen, he just has his flask. Yeah. And he's just he's just trying to do something with that flask. Because right. I, I feel like he's just trying to add something as well, but mm. he doesn't know what. And it, it's, it's crazy for, like, the amount of runtime in this film and the amount of space they have between dialogue. Yeah. They have, like, absolutely no, like, world building that I can, like, grab no. onto where I go, oh, that's a unique thing mm-hmm. that I can, like, you know, like, understand and, like, relate to something. 
or say, hey, that's a new thing that I haven't seen before. Yeah, because like it, it doesn't because it needs to, you know, it's relying on the other other things, but it also wants to distinctly be its own. Mm-hmm. And so you do need that sort of like push and sort of and like have established like the world as it is, like just mm-hmm. like, you know, Star Wars has that text scroll in the beginning. Yeah. And you and, and like and then also, you know, the first thing you see is the fucking Star Destroyer going right, across right, the street. Right, right. So it gives a sense like, OK, these these bad guys, it. Are, are super powerful. Yeah, it gives you a sense of scale. It gives so, you a sense of space. Yes. And like how space is used in this universe. Who controls the space? Yeah. And that's the thing is this movie has no sense of space and how it's used. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I, like, oh, big thing, small thing. Well, the small thing's weaker and will b- blow up if the big thing hits it. And like, that's, yeah. that's it. That's the only sense of space this has. And that's and that's why I definitely feel like, like it definitely needed something other to establish like uh the mother world's like like scope of their power or their ruthlessness the ruthlessness it needed yeah. them to actually do some sort of like really fucked up shit in the beginning just exactly. so we have like, that, like, so we have that establishment of stakes and what they're capable of right right or like um like one thing that they could have done mm-hmm. that i think would have been kind of awesome is like they go to the people and say and they're like oh we don't have enough harvest and they're like what do you need uh, the oceans to be closer? Do you need the sun to be closer? And then they like blow up one of their moons yeah. or something. And then they're like, there, <laughs> just, now the tides will favor you or yeah. some shit. And like, <laughs> yeah. And just like, you all work for us. Yeah. And, and they, cause that, that's the thing. Like when they take over, they don't even, they, I mean, they, they do like, you know, try to rape them, yeah. but they don't try to actually subjugate them at all in any other way. Not really. No. And then, so it's like, we don't get that. And, and then like, we see like right from the beginning, like, Core is able to just like just straight up kill like what how many guys did she kill at like that eight one? or something yeah and so like we're like okay so like how and and then she when she's establishing this crew mm-hmm. it's only like a handful of people so you're just like so you're not sure like can is it possible for this small group of people to take on this the the robots are gonna help them yeah so, in the yeah. next film like we, just, we know that but it doesn't seem realistic if you want to take down like an entire empire just to mm-hmm. have like this small group because even in star wars they end up they 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 get folded into the larger group of rebels right and so and then we have like the set the villains we get the establishment of the villains and the hierarchy of the villains and mm-hmm. just like and and how it's possible because we're not even given any sort of like real plan of how they plan to do this. No. And and sure and like and they get General Titus and he's supposed to be like a military genius. Mm-hmm. And but and he doesn't seem to have like a scene where he comes up with a plan or anything. Right, right. And he doesn't seem to even though he was like a military genius. There's no like men who will still follow him or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he doesn't have any contacts that he could call up. Yeah, because he's just like because when it establishes him, like he's on on the Rome planet fighting as a gladiator. Right, right. And um, and I thought I, I thought it was so funny how they got the, him on their team. Mm-hmm. Where um, oh, it was one of the worst scenes in the film, and it, it bothers was, me. So <laughs> yeah. so let's talk about the scene. So they just go to the Rome planet and immediately yeah. cut to them walking through a hallway. And or like a yeah a, a large open hallway and this lady going, the glorious General Titus yeah and and like points him out and he's like covered in dirt just completely <laughs> like he he had just been mud wrestling mm-hmm. with a fucking open beer can in his hand mm-hmm. and uh, and they're like uh, let's wake him up and clean him off yeah. and so they pick him up and he's like what 
And then the next scene. And he has a really cool beard, which I wish does. they let them take. Oh, big dread beard. Yeah. yeah. The next scene bothers me so much. <laughs> He's in this big, open, beautiful, like Romanesque room. Mm -hmm. And there is a lady on like a podium standing above him cleaning him off with a fucking sprayer hose and just scrubbing his body. Like, this is a normal thing on their planet. They just have the fucking spray hose room to fucking spray dudes off in, and it's like this beautiful, like, huge tiled room. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, and I'm like, why are they doing this here? And it's like, it's an example of, like... So Zack Snyder did the cinematography in this film, mm -hmm. and I think it was horrible. Yeah. Because they have shit like this where, like, the scenes don't make sense. Like, yeah. why are they doing that in this room? Like, they should be showering him off in, like, the horse stables. Yes. There's no, there's no visual storytelling mm -hmm. because, like, yeah, because it's like, okay, he's supposed to be at his lowest point exactly. here. Exactly. But somehow he, like, goes into the fucking king shower room and yeah. gets sprayed off by a peasant yeah, lady. He's in, he, he, like, he's in, yeah, he's in, like, an ornate tub being scrubbed and so yeah he would be they would just they would just like get out of here drunky and mm. throw him in yeah as you said throw him in the horse stable and hose him off right exactly and and he'd still be it, but he wouldn't care he'd probably have like you know horse shit on his face or something mm -hmm. and be like what do y'all want but instead he, <laughs> and and this this scene also bothers me because you know they're just like i think like what if you don't fight for redemption but what if you fight for, for revenge. revenge. And, and then he, he just looks at him, doesn't say anything else, boom, part of their team. <laughs> yeah. And it's just boom, like part of their team. But she's and 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 it's just uh, like he never thought of that as a possibility and, before. And, and the fucking <laughs> I mean, like, she's a fine actress, but the delivery from Sophia Batella in the scene yeah. is awful. Yeah. Awful. Like it this scene good. just made me go, Oh, come on. <laughs> it was just it was just bad filmmaking. Um Yeah. Another scene that really Really bothered me a little bit before this when they're still building their team was when they get Torak, the Native American coated guy on their team. Yeah. So they go to a planet and they have uh they have their own um uh uh what was that guy's name um on fucking Star Trek episode one G G Gummo? No, not Gummo. <laughs> uh uh you know the 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 guy who owned fucking uh Anakin and his mom. Oh Oh, uh, Greedo. Greedo. They have yes. their own fucking Greedo they do in have this a Greedo. film. And it's this guy who's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> I got Torax, the legendary warrior, <laughs> but he owes me a debt, so he has to be here for 14 more seasons. <laughs> uh, you will give us Torvac. Oh, your Jedi, your, your EG mind tricks to work <laughs> on me. <laughs> God damn it, Zack Snyder. God damn you, Zack Snyder. Um, but so he's, he's like, uh, and they're like, they're like, we don't have the money to release Torak. He's like, well, I am a gambling man. And he's <laughs> like, if Torak can, uh, you know, fucking tame this beast I have here, which is a Gryffindor, uh, he <laughs> can go. But otherwise, all of you are going to be slaves. And they're like, yeah, we'll take that bet. <laughs> like, like just, just like sight unseen. They don't really sight know this unseen. guy. They know he's a good warrior. They've never heard of like what he... And they're just agreeing to be slaves if he doesn't do this thing. They have mm. no idea of his of of how hard this is. Right, right. <laughs> they don't know that he's the fucking beast master. But yeah, they don't know he's but, the beast master. But he, he, he walks towards this thing speaking like an ancient tongue and he's like, it's okay, I know how it is to be downtrodden and a slave like you. And, mm. and the fucking giant griffin's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so he lets him ride and 
uh, it's like it's, it's exactly like fucking Jake's first ride from Avatar. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, it's exactly oh the same thing except in a desert. Yeah, exactly and it, and the same it, thing. It's a griffin beat for instead of a, beat. Yeah, beat, beat for beat. beat. Yeah. Um, which like if I'd never seen Avatar, you know, might not be an issue for me, and I'd yeah. be like, this, that scene was fine. But it was just like a derivative scene that was objectively worse than what it was copying. Also, that the, that this Greedo guy, like, he's a dumbass for making this bet. Yeah, because he he owns in Torak. Right. So he knows and, his and abilities. Torak is the only person who can tame this beast <laughs> yeah. that he knows of. Yeah. And he just like lets him go. He's like, oh, you broke him. Good job. You can leave. <laughs> yeah. And then the beast immediately fucking kills it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just let the only guy who could train your fucking crazy beast. You just let him leave. Okay. Yeah. Why would you make that bet? That doesn't make sense. Like Greedo is just like betting against himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, he knows he knows Greedo. That's what I'm saying. This is even dumber than Star Wars Episode <laughs> yeah. One. It managed it. It somehow did it. Yeah, like this is Star Wars Episode Negative One. Yeah, and that's and that's also what pissed me off is the Griffin didn't go with them. Mm -hmm. It didn't. It didn't. Like I thought. Like oh, yeah. and they have this fucking Beastmaster guy they introduced, and he yeah. never tames any more beasts. He, he, yeah, oh, the general a, doesn't do any generalizing. Yeah, like that's that's what pisses me off because they get all these cool people, mm -hmm. and you think like oh shit's gonna go down, mm -hmm. and when shit goes down, they disappear. Mm -hmm. Like especially in that final fight scene, like we see maybe like Nemesis do some cool shit, and yeah. then that's it. Right. And then like and then we don't see the general, we don't see Beastmaster. We're not even sure if they're alive at the end of the film. No, we see them. Oh, do we? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like cuz they they're all riding horses for some reason. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. Well, yeah, they come back to the planet and, at the end. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. And and but so like why get this team of cool people and then not use them at because all? Because it's set up for a second film. And, and that that's sucks. It's like you can't make a film that's not a self-contained story. Yeah. And, and that's what it pisses me off because, like, you know, of course, okay, you you can use the argument, well, I've planned it out for three or four films. Okay. Look at, like, the other things that are the beginnings of trilogies. Is there always a self-contained film? Yeah. Avatar. If, if they never, Star Wars. If they never made Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Star Wars would have still been one of the best sci-fi films ever. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good. Like, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, of course, like, Empire Strikes Back, you know, they knew they were going to make a third, so that mm -hmm. ends on a, on a, on a, on a thing. But, but even then. Even then. Self-contained story. Self-contained story. It's still one of the best sci-fi films ever. Yeah. And, and, that's a, and I feel like he's really and – and you definitely get that sense where he's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to be setting stuff up for the second film. But, like, it, none of it works because it doesn't make any sense right. why to introduce, like, certain right. characters. And so it, it makes it feel like a film, like, distinctly that – honestly, I felt like this is a film that was meant to be merchandised, mm. but it is made post-merchandise economy. Like, yeah. Like – there are not going to be any toys of yeah, Korra. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, maybe, like, 10, 15 years ago when that was still a thing, mm -hmm. you could have you done that. But, mm -hmm. like, that's not a thing now unless you have, like, Fortnite skins. You can't fucking make money yeah, on kids, merchandising kids a film. Yeah, kids don't play and, with toys anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's no, for, they play with for, fucking iPads. It's for grown-ass adults to collect mm -hmm. <laughs> once from our past. Straight up. More <laughs> adults are into toys than kids are into toys. Yeah, you, yeah. you fucking bought me a toy today. You bought yeah. me a Garon. Thank I, I you. Got, yeah, yeah. And I'm appreciative because <laughs> yeah. I've got some toys. Guess what other one I got? 
I got a Thomas Riker. That rocks. Oh, a Thomas Riker. <laughs> a Thomas Riker. A T-Riker, baby. A T-Riker. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, this is insane. I'm getting this. That rocks. But like, um, yeah, it's just like, this definitely, I think, would, and, you know, if, if there was like, if it was, you know, made back in, a, in another era, of mm-hmm. course, you would have the toys. You would have the tie-in cartoon show. Right. You would have you would have like the video game. Right. This feels like a film that like I don't know. That's the problem is like Star Wars has always existed. Yeah. But but it's derivative of so many other films that I think it could have beat the allegations if it was made in like in the early nineties. Yeah. And it would have been like, oh, this is a little derivative of Star Wars, but nothing else because everything else it is derivative of mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Avatar, like all that shit was made like well after this. Yeah. After that. So like it, it, uh, it honestly, I also feel if it was made at, a, at an earlier point, I mm-hmm. think the writing would have been good because I definitely feel, I do feel Zack Snyder used AI on this because, right. you know, we talked about like some of the scenes having uncanny Valley. I think the writing has uncanny Valley True, where you're hearing that people talk and it almost sounds like a robot and almost sounds like, real human speech but it's somewhere in between that doesn't sound natural coming out of a person's right, mouth right right it sounds like speech in a book like yeah. and, and yeah. not a very experienced writer who no. like understands how the cadence of speech goes no. and how people can like you know kind of uh, you know like what I'm doing now yeah. uh, not really understand the sentences they're going to speak before mm-hmm. they come out of their mouth yeah and uh, everything is like so self-assured here and everyone yeah has like I don't know. It, no one has any personality. No, no one does. They have demographics though. Yeah, they've got the demographic. Like they're they're like, oh, here's a Asian lady with two swords. Make all make your mind up about her. Yeah. Here is our disgraced general who is a giant black man who's mm-hmm. an alcoholic. Make yeah. <laughs> make your assumptions. Yeah. Here is our Native American guy who <laughs> is a beast master and can like actually talk to animals and communes with nature. Make your assumptions. The only one that, that has even less than any of that stuff is like the farmer guy, Gunner. Yeah. Because he has nothing. No, he's <laughs> he has nothing. He just, that's fine though. Honestly, yeah. that's why he's one of the best characters in the film. <laughs> yeah. Is because he he does have a defining feature. No defining feature. <laughs> defining feature. He's just along for the ride, which is yeah. funny because he has like no skills whatsoever. He's just there to help. Which I'm fine people. with. Fucking yeah. one of the one of my favorite. But I mean, films, then again, it does. No one has skills really. One, we one don't of my see favorite films has a hero uh, who has absolutely no skills whatsoever. But that's mm. the point of the film. Mm. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But at least, at least you know. Um, but that's played up for laughs, and that that's and like he, he also so th- intentional. Yeah, he also uh, he also thought that he was the show. Right, right. He thought he was the star of the show, <laughs> and, and which so is he, very fun. And um, and yeah, that's that. Like he had personality. He had that sort of like heroism. Kurt, even, Kurt Russell's, just yeah, amazing. complete completely right. unearned heroism, but he yeah. had it. And at least he had personality. Everyone in everyone in Big Trouble in Little China has a personality. That's very up, true. And no one in this has any personality. No, they have like, I mean, they they have a character type. Yeah. And they have like a demographic type. Yeah. But they don't have anything that like makes them breathe or m- makes me understand their drive and what they actually want. Yeah. Which is, if you were to describe, if you were to describe, you know, General Titus. What's his motive? What's oh, his revenge? Motive? Or and or for what? what? <laughs> or what? What his what his personality is without mm. describing what he does or what he looks like? Right. Like you can't do it. Right. 
he just has nothing there. Yeah, so everything is flat and beige. And yeah. it's a beige-colored film. It is. And I, I, I kind of came up with this concept while watching um, uh, Ballistic X versus Sever, which is oh, the most yeah. beige action movie of all time. <laughs> like, everything in it is like yeah. a, a color of taupe. Yeah. And and so I'm like, this is just a beige action film because it has no personality. It has yeah. no depth. It feels very, like, by the numbers, studio written yeah. with no distinct visual style or understanding of the universe or its own world of its own. Yes. Which is exactly what this film is. It doesn't know what it is and it doesn't know what it wants to be except for Star Wars. Yeah, because, and yeah, because, like... You know, there's no any sort of personal touch whatsoever with any sort of like human emotion. Like, mm-hmm. that's why, like, the people don't seem to actually in- inhabit the world that they even exist in. Yeah. Supposedly, like, like, they're just like, they're just there. And it's, it's so boring. Like, and I, yeah, the only person that I feel is trying to add any sort of personality, you know, it's, you know, is the villain, mm-hmm. Atticus, because, you know, at the, at the final scene, which I think, is a very big mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, should we talk about the final scene? Oh, like, a final confrontation, the final fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. So let's get into that. So yeah. this is not a good scene, which is no. why I put it in my bad scene. So at some point, Charlie Hunnam's Han Solo character is revealed as a bounty hunter and gives up the entire team to space Nazis. Yeah. And there's and, and there's and there's also it's uh, at there. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry yeah. to bother, uh, interrupt you, but this to me, honestly, is super fucking weird. Yeah. Since earlier in the film, his character has a whole speech about how the space Nazis killed his friends and destroyed his planet. Yes. And so he's got like this vendetta against them. And that's his only character building moment. Yeah. But then his next character building moment is, oh, he's also has a price for anything. He also tried. They also tried to like hint some sort of romance between him and Cora at some point. But ish, I, it's, it's hard I think to it was, tell. I think it was a bad tease. It's hard to tell because, like, I mean, as a, as we said, like the writing's dog shit, mm-hmm. and so and you and so really all you're basing it on is like, okay, they're both conventionally attractive people, right? So like, okay, of course, oh yeah, yeah. of course, it's oh, a movie, of yeah, course, yeah. the the hot people have to have sex, yeah, and so you're like, okay, I can see them having, but pretty sex. much everyone in the main cast is hot. Everyone in the main cast is hot, but yeah, like in their own way, yeah. but like that they seem to be the but. Again, like none of the characters talk to each other. No, they don't. <laughs> we don't have, and that's the thing. When the people get on the team, like we don't have like Nemesis and Titus talking. No, we don't have like levity. We don't have character building. We don't have there's, team building. There's no, there's no one character that's the co- the comedic relief. No, there's like no, there's no comedic relief at all in this. Yeah, film. we don't have like a character, and that's where I think like you know Charlie Hunnam's character should have filled that role he right because he's like the the roguish han solo yeah type. he should have been the he should have been the rogue he should have been charming at least right because... right and yeah he can do but the thing is he did the exact same thing han solo does in an empire strikes back mm-hmm. and like gives him up or not or no, I mean, uh, um, what's his yeah, name lando but also but like, like but you know he, yeah. he does like the roguish thing yes he steals a story beat from another fucking film but also, but also lando is so he like lando charms the fuck out of them and also gets them to a point where they're completely disarmed and mm-hmm. then they're able to be taken over very quickly. Right. So Lando makes a plan like their plan, his plan to betray them. Like there's too many unknowns. Right. And this and this plan of theirs. But I mean, oh, God, do we want to talk about their imprisonment devices? <laughs> yeah. 
so, so in this it's movie, so extra. It's in this so extra. movie, there is this thing. It's like this. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a scorpion-shaped object that like pops up on its own. I would say that's a good a good description because yeah, what they get captured in is sort of like the scorpion's tail. Yeah, there's a base that balances them, and mm-hmm. then like and like four feet that can move it. Yeah, and and then like a scorpion's tail which holds them and like imprisons them. Yeah, and it's made for obviously like only humanoid type creatures, but it's like. The universal imprisonment device in this universe, and also, they, they have a thing also on universal the back. execution. Yes, device. because they have a thing on the back of this. It's a release device that is only operated by like a bolt gun, mm-hmm. and apparently it can have two functions. It can actually release the person, or it can shoot a bolt in the back of their neck and kill them forever. And so, like, one must wonder who the fuck designed this machine because you should probably make those two entirely separate different functions. <laughs> The releasing person and killing them forever function. Yeah. One must imagine there have been certain like jail guards who are like, well, you've served your sentence. Let me release you from the scorpion. Chunk. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. God. Oh, is his family here? Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and also, it's like, it's such an extra way to execute someone mm-hmm. because like when they capture him, Charlie Hunnam betrays these people. Yeah. And what's his justification? Like, he's like, yo, the Nazis that, or he has an Irish accent. He's like, yo, the Nazis that, I can't do it. But he's like, <laughs> no, he's like, you, like, he's like, you, you betrayed me. You're, right. you're, you killed my people or something to mm. Cora. Right. Cause Cora, I think we didn't mention Cora used to be a Nazi. Right. Right. She, she, yeah. that's her backstory is she used to be like one of the best soldiers for the empire. And yeah. so that's why she's so good at killing everybody is because she used to work for the empire, mm-hmm. serving them as like a battle killer yeah machine shit yeah bodyguard type right. bodyguard to the princess because she was so fucking badass yeah and then the princess and the king got killed yeah yeah and so yeah she left and, and the pr- disgraced and so he so charlie hunnam blames her and decides to work with the nazis to capture the people yeah even though he literally said that like the nazis are the ones that killed his family earlier in the but world. i guess like it's one of those things that's just like okay well horseshoe he, theory yeah yeah but i guess it's like, like oh antifa are the real nazis <laughs> well also like okay charlie hunnam like he clearly values the almighty dollar over mm-hmm. over that sort of thing anyway. Right. So it's just like he'll work for the Nazis if like you know the prices. He's good. like, oh, I, I was actually working with them so I could capture all of these high profile targets and mm-hmm. and you know and and so we can all execute them and which is very strange. So because like then Shillelagh villains there like uh, Atticus mm-hmm. and so like all of our all of our all of our heroes quote unquote are captured. Yeah. And so they have to do this extra execution thing, mm-hmm. and they're, sh- they're but they're already trapped in these things. They could just be shoot them right, right there. Exactly. They could stab them through the heart. Uh-huh. But it has to be this whole elaborate process to mm-hmm. sever their spinal column. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are we going through this? <laughs> because it builds up tension, and it also allows them to be released by the separate yeah, function. Yeah, but it's like such artificial tension because, like, because, like, you know, obviously, like, mm-hmm. we're not going to be executed that way. So it's like if they're if if like the Shillelagh villain was like actually like holding holding like a blade to them or something mm-hmm. said he's like doing like his most overacting in the entire film at this yeah. point like he's going it going and reintroducing mm-hmm. every single character. Yeah, that he's we, doing he's doing a Gangs of New York yeah kind of thing. <laughs> like, I know you, and he's like yeah he's doing and he's and he's really just selling every single word trying mm-hmm. to add some sort of personality to it. 
And I mean, it's kind of working, but it's still, it's like it, the scene goes on too long. Like it we, does. we already, we already just went through a whole process of meeting these people mm. on these planets. We don't need another go around of him going to one by one saying who they are. Right. But so <laughs> shit happens and what, what do you know? They all get released. Yeah. Like, mm. uh, they, for whatever reason, they decide not to lock up the farmer. I think because he's seen as being, gunner. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's not because seen he's, as he's simple. Yeah, he's simple. He's simple. He he's, won't do anything. He's, he's simple, Jack. They're mm-hmm. just like, like for whatever reason, like um, I guess because he's jealous. Because I mean, I'm guessing that's why Kai Charlie Hunnam mm-hmm. was trying to make uh, Gunner execute Cora because he right. was jealous because because Cora is c- clearly in love with. Um, clearly like you know that's what into they're that's what better. they're that's but, what they're telling us that they're into god but there's no there's no chemistry there's no chemistry i don't there's I don't, no mo- I, they have they don't have a single moment where you're just like oh like right, it's just right. they we're just they're, we're, you're it's a film telling you that these two people should be involved with each other mm-hmm. and that and that's a, and that's the thing like i felt like you know um cora and kai actually had some more back and forth than than cora and gunner did in the True. entire film yeah. just yep. like um, so I think like, so I think it's like Kai is trying to make Gunner execute, execute her. Right. Cause he's jealous or something, but which is, and th- and this is where we see Charlie Hunnam die. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. We think because, we think. because, uh, Gunner like puts the bolt gun to his neck and like shoots, shoots it. And so it could just gone right a bit to his, the bottom of his jaw, not into his brain. True. Yeah. It could have like gone straight through his mouth. Uh, yeah. On the angle. So, but cause, but that's the thing. Like he falls to the ground. We don't see him again. Yeah, exactly. Like Charlie Hunnam's out of the film. Yeah, and and so we just assume that he's dead. Like I didn't even re- I didn't even think like he was top be- build for the next film. Can't yeah. be dead unless yeah. he's like coming unless they like revive him. Yeah, I mean like, as we've seen which, like it, it, yeah it, it can definitely happen in yeah. this film unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, the fight scene against the Nazis after the team is captured is a fucking mess. It is like, a mess. Some of the fight scenes in this film are good. This one is confusing and like too bright, yeah. too many lasers going around. And you, yeah, you don't have a sense of where anyone is. No, no. Because like you, you, this is the point where we should see each of our heroes doing something distinctly to their craft. Right. Like that to help do, the, but during the fight, we th- see one thing with Nemesis. It, it should have been like Gangs of New York. It should have been with Gangs of New York. It should have. It should have straight up been like, yeah, like it felt like a fucking video game in its own way, but it it, yeah. it didn't. Yeah, like Titus disappears. Um, Torok disappears. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't see where they are in this. In this no. uh, going on, like all, all because our, like uh, a ship it like explodes. Yeah. So um, uh, oh, there's we, also we forgot to talk about Damien Blood Axe. We uh, we forgot to talk about the two Blood Axes. The two Blood Axes. So um, the leaders of the resistance are known as the Blood Axes. Damien and his sister, I forget her name. She and it's funny like that. I saw like the, I can't remember her name, but the mm-hmm. name of the actress is named Cleopatra, <laughs> which is like I, I feel like your name Cleopatra in real life, like whatever name that you have in any movie is going to be. <laughs> uh, Deborah Bloodaxe. Deborah and Darian Bloodaxe. Yeah. So, um, you know, they go to the leaders of the resistance and they're like, hey, listen, we need your help. Uh, will you help us? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they tell their story and stuff. Fucking Dara is like, no, I won't come with you. But uh, Darian is like, yeah, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do this. Um, and so uh, during this final battle scene, Darian Bloodaxe, half leader of the resistance, I guess. 
And keep in mind, we had just been introduced to this character mm. in the scene prior. Right, right. Like, it, the scene prior, they recruited Damien. He's very Jason Momoa-coded, too. He's very Jason Momoa-coded, and mm. we got a couple of his, like, resistance people that also mm. joined. Yes. And, like, so, it like, we've known this Blood Axe guy mm-hmm. for maybe 15 minutes. Right, right. And, <laughs> and he makes, like, a grandstand and, like, makes a martyrdom and sacrifices himself. But you don't feel anything. And you don't, you know. No, <laughs> because I, was, I was just like, well, he's dead already? Yeah. It wasn't a, oh, shit, he's dead. I kind of assumed he was going to die because, mm-hmm. like, I was looking at the, I looked at the poster for this movie and I didn't see him on it. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, I bet this guy's going to die at the end of this. And sure enough, he did. But, and it's just like, but he's not given any personality. Mm-hmm. Like we forgot to even mention him until this point because he's right. not part of the main crew. Like he's like he joins for 15 minutes, does this heroic act act where there's like a there's a spaceship firing on all their people. This 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 sp- ship basically takes out all of the resistance crew, nameless crew uh, resistance people that join their um their crew, mm-hmm. and they're all taken out. And so Blood Axe does this like. And he doesn't have even have an axe. I think he has a spear. He does. He does have a spear, which is like he's his mother- blood spear. The motherfucker should have an axe, mm-hmm, but he sure. does like the 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 the, the Matthew McConaughey from um, Rain of Fire thing, where he kind of he kind of <laughs> right. he he like yeah, ever he does that? the giant jump, does and, the giant yeah. jump, and then like mm-hmm. and then to kill the guy, and he misses and then gets shot, and it's, but then kills him, then kills and him, sends, and sends the the ship into like the platform that all the heroes are fighting on, yeah. the splitting up all the heroes for most of the battle yeah and 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 that's like, again we don't even know where anybody is yeah on that so it's like we're just like okay this is happening i don't mm-hmm. i don't know where anyone is i don't know if this is a bad thing mm-hmm. and yeah we lose and but it is trying to sell it as like losing blood axes this very emotional like moment but we don't even know i don't i don't even care we don't even care like the guy the guy had no personality mm-hmm. he was introduced and then he died all right, that's no. fine. <laughs> so, even if we killed off someone that we knew from the beginning, it wouldn't even matter because, like, as but we they, said, they do, they do yeah. right here. Guess yeah. what? Because Cora kills uh, Admiral Atticus, the, yeah. the main Nazi guy. Yeah, and uh, I was sad because I'm like, oh shit, he was the only compelling anything <laughs> in this entire film, and that makes me sad to say because, like, I don't like it when you know. A fucking white cis guy who looks like me is the only <laughs> one in the film that I like. I, mean, I, 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 in fact, dislike that actively. Like, yeah. I like films. Like, one of my favorite films of the year that I just watched was American Fiction. Mm. Because nobody in that film was <laughs> anything fucking like me. So and you're like, hi, I can take a break. Who take a break from reality of me. <laughs> Whew, yeah, that was a nice vacation for me this two hours. It's all black actors who have nothing, no no kind of experiences like mine. But I think that goes to credit to the actor because I do feel he was the only one attempting something. He he was, and he was like... And he felt like he embodied, like he definitely walked with, with purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, when you saw him, like, you know you know, doing his, like, grandstanding and walking. Like, he definitely felt like, like he was, like, trying to, like... Chew as much scenery as Yeah, th- this is a motherfucker who, like, bef- like right before shooting, you know, he was in his trailer, like, looking in the mirror going, Evil. 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 
Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was he was the like only... reading Mind Comp to get in the mode and <laughs> shit like that. Like... Yeah, he was the only one I felt was trying to have fun with the material. Right. And that's sad. It is. He's, because he, he does feel like the only one that tried. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, like if all of the actors would have realized what a fucking farce it was mm-hmm. and just been silly about it yeah. and like not not called everything in, but just made decisions that weren't necessarily good, but interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be something of a film. Yeah. It could be like even a fucking AI generated film can be made decent by actors who know what the fuck they're doing and make decent enough decisions mm-hmm. to follow through and like make compelling scenes. Yeah. And, and it's like also like taking the script and making it your own. Like, right. like so, okay, well, your actor has to say this. You know, what if I say it this way or what right. if I what if I, you know, you know, don't have to say it verbatim. Right. Right. And but, and, but uh, he, he does yeah. say everything verb. I'm guessing verbatim as it was written, because mm-hmm. like his like he's he's trying to say these words and it comes out as complete nonsense. But he's like and he's adding personality to it, but it mm-hmm. just doesn't feel like a natural thing for people to say. Right. When he talks. Yeah. And that I guess that's the thing, too, is like. Yeah, maybe the, these are all alien worlds, and we shouldn't understand <laughs> yeah. how these people behave. But yeah. there's nothing relatable uh, relatable about them. And but nothing... then, they, but then, but except for like you know, it does show you that these there are European centered cultures, right? That are, and and so then <laughs> it's like so it has that sort of like like familiar familiarity with like okay, this is Irish, this is German, this is Roman, and and so it's like it, it invokes that sort of like memory, and then and but then like they are all talk like they're like they're weird robots <laughs> right right and I'm, I'm i am dreading the second film because yeah first i think we're gonna see the rise of the robots but we're also maybe gonna see like general titus like going back and getting his men and i just fear that they're gonna be like let's just give him a zulu army <laughs> yeah. you know let's let's give him like the the people from star trek tng fucking um oh uh what's that fucking uh, co- co- not code, code of, of honor. honor. Yeah, yeah. Code of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give him the Africa planet. Um, yeah. I like if, I mean, do you think, are they going to go through and release the other films? Because I, I felt like this so, was a so complete, the I mean, second, the second one is in post-production right now. God damn. So, so they filmed the first two together and they had combined production costs of 177 million. Mm. Um, and so they made the two of them together. The first one already came out obviously yeah. in December this year or last year. The next one's coming out, I want to say, in uh, March or April of this year. Jesus, they're just yeah. they're just like releasing these so quick. Uh, Rebel Moon 2, 2024. But I will, I mean, I will say, like, it does seem it, there. It's a film that seems April nineteenth. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. So, because I, I mean, given like that, there is a lot of like green screen type stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing these these movies are incredibly fast to make. Especially, you know, we don't have that sort of like you know. If it is AI, which I'm guessing it is, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can just crap out a script, you know, and, and it did feel like everyone was kind of just like, I even think like Anthony Hopkins probably did his voiceover work over the phone. Like, you're probably right. <laughs> because it, 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 Yeah, it almost feels like he did it over like a cameo call. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't even I, I think he just he spent like I, I don't think he even worked an hour, did an hour's worth no. of work. And they probably paid him like. 30 grand <laughs> just like Thir- no yeah no, no they they paid him half a million dollars to be yeah. in this film damn the first one yeah the second one he's like third build really yeah, yeah I, they're gonna I, give him millions i mean they did set it up for the robot to be like a much larger character i but i felt like 
it didn't you know obviously no. build him and normally but. maybe we should talk about the end of this film so yeah. at the end of this film the Nazi is revived because it turns out he's got like robot shit in him. Yeah, like it's not clear whether or not he's all robot or no. just has a robot brain. Right, but he's definitely like part robot, and so they revive the Nazi to to continue terrorizing. And he goes into Corrin. a virtual world or something. Right, and he talks to like the dead king in the virtual mm-hmm. world, or no, was it no? It was the general who uh, who took care of Cora. Because the general killed Cora's uh, entire family and then oh, took yeah. her. Yeah. And it was that general. Oh, I thought that was the king. No, I'm pretty sure it was the general. They look very similar. Mm. I'm pretty sure it was the general, though, who talked mm. to him. Okay. So the general who killed Cora's entire family and took her. Oh, but he tra- said, my daughter? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, right. okay. that's, that's his daughter. That, that's yeah, his daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because he took her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Nazi is revived. Um that's pretty much it. That's that's the fucking yeah. He's just like I, I, oh oh. I, one thing I wanted to mention um uh, when they're reviving the Nazi, they insert a neural link into him, which oh. is Elon <laughs> Musk's company. So it just shows in the future Nazis are definitely using Nazis Neuralink, are which using is Neuralink on brand. The only thing I think is like maybe prophetic about the film. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean it is funny. They do re- they do revive him. And and then we're just supposed to. I mean, that's again. He wasn't in it enough for it to to really like. I mean, to really feel like he's like this huge threat, right? Like he didn't. It doesn't have that sort of like lasting power of a Darth Vader. No, he's not a Darth Vader. He's definitely like a general. What was his face on fucking Episode Seven, Star Wars Episode Seven? Count Dooku. No, 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 no. That was Episode Two. Oh. I'm talking episode seven, the oh. fucking the, the the rise of the force or whatever that shit was. Oh. Force Awakens. Mm. Um, uh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, I don't remember the dweeby his name. fucking guy. Yeah, uh, I have it in my notes here somewhere, but no, I don't. I don't remember exactly. General Hux. There General Hux. General Hux. Yes. Yeah, he's definitely that dude. He's like, so General Hux. Yeah, like very. He's he's General Hux gone Peaky fucking blinders. <laughs> it is Peaky Blinders, General Hux. And yeah, we're supposed to feel like, oh God, he's going to come after him now. But again, they're easily dispatched. And then we have this scene where we then our our heroes, even though they have like an interstellar spacecraft. Mm-hmm. When we come back to them, they're going to the town. Right. They 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 come back to the fucking farming town from the beginning on horses on horseback. And where did they get the horses? Where did their spaceship I, go? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but they're they're greeted by the Anthony Hopkins robot who is now wearing deer antlers. Yeah, as though he's like a warrior now. And that's what also pissed me off is because like from the Anthony Hopkins scene when we first get introduced to Jimmy. Like we after Jimmy's like blasted in the beginning mm-hmm. by those by the shitty Nazis. Yeah. Like Jimmy goes and washes himself off on a river. Right. And like a a, a girl who seemingly doesn't seem completely untraumatized by the <laughs> fact that there's now Nazis in her town, mm-hmm. and uh, she gives Jimmy a flower crown. Yeah. And and so then we don't see Jimmy at all for no. the rest of the movie. No. Hour and forty five minutes later. Yeah. We see Jimmy again. Mm-hmm. And this time, Jimmy now has deer antlers. He has yeah. a more ornate crown. Uh-huh. And so I'm just like, okay, this is something that should have been explored on screen. Mm-hmm. Like, how did he go from a flower crown to making a crown out of animal bones? <laughs> like, <laughs> I experienced my sexual awakening in the forest. <laughs> I, a robot, had sex with a deer. <laughs>
It was dead. <laughs> it felt so good. <laughs> well, I was thinking he's, he's, he's just like, I must have a more ornate crown. And so he just got addicted to crowns. And then, like, he's, just, like, he's just like trying to think of what to add to it. Welcome to my strange addiction. My name is Jimmy. I'm addicted to crowns. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like running full speed in the forest, tracking down a deer and then strangling it to death. To rip out its antlers. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> I must have your antlers. You're pretty, pretty antlers. Give me your antlers, animal. I don't care. Stop screaming. Stop screaming. Stop screaming. Stop screaming. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's completely it's like what is this supposed to mean? Why does he have a why is it he doesn't even say anything. He just like gets up, he watches them mm-hmm. and then turns to the screen and we're just like, "Okay, he has he has he's a is a he's a crown now." Yeah. Why? Why does he have that? Was he just fucking around? I'm the king of hip hop baby. Don't <laughs> fuck with me. I will fuck you up. I've got shooters everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's the king of hip hop. Yeah, you know, we just a, yeah. we just gotta assume because like that's something. Again, the complete loss or lack of a visual storytelling mm-hmm. is this is this is the this is the apex of it. This is like mm-hmm. okay, this is something we should have explored. We, sh- we as the viewer should have watched. Right, right. They could have had two scenes with Jimmy, like two one-minute scenes of him, like, you know, like coming to terms with, like, who he is and, like, what he wants to do with himself. And I don't know. Is he, and, and, is it, and now he, now he, the robot, you know, is exploring, is doing the ex- exploration of original thought and mm-hmm. creativity. And we don't see it. Right. You know what, you know what this is? This is Zack Snyder makes films that like, so one of the, one of the cardinal sins of like modern cinema is like trauma dumping too much. Yeah. I don't think Zack Snyder trauma dumps enough or at all. <laughs> at all. He, there's like no one, no one actually has anything like relevant to their past that like actually traumatizes them and drives them. No. Like we have a hero, Cora, who in the past was a fucking war criminal. Yeah. And she's fucking fine with it. She yeah, don't, we we don't have any moments of her being like, I can't believe what I've done or anything like that. She's just like, no, this makes me into the badass I am today. Yeah, um, we, and yeah, we have like flashbacks of her talking about her time there, mm-hmm. and it shows her making out with a guy. I don't think we ever see again. No, and uh, when she's she like, killed him, yeah, she killed him. No. <laughs> and we, so we, yeah, and doesn't add anything to her character. No. Like she, she's completely expressionless throughout this entire movie, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, there's no story time. There's no there's no arc for her. There's no arc. There's no emotional core. There's no emotional core for anyone. Like, yeah, you need an emotional core at least for like the main protagonist. Yeah, like you know, you go to you know fucking Star Wars. Like Luke Skywalker, yeah. we feel something for him because he's like an orphan who's double orphaned. And yeah, yeah and like, this is this is why I think like the movie really fucked up having like the final confrontation on a completely like butt fuck planet. That we'd never seen it, before. It, it wasn't even on a planet. It was like floating above the planet. Yeah. We, so, yeah. And so we did had this had this final confrontation in a completely unrelated area. Mm-hmm. Because all we know about Cora is that she cares about Irish Town. Right. And and so like as we said. You and know, she used to be a fucking kill murderer machine. Yeah. yeah. And and so like what does Seven Samurai do? Like the Seven Samurai, you know, they grow to uh, like the people in this town that they, they're all pledged to protect. Right. And so there's that. There's that you know, those stakes of wanting to protect these people. Mm -hmm. And so like the final confrontation 
should have happened in the fucking town. It should have like there should have been. Really we had have. the t- ticking clock of ten weeks. I, th- I think that's what they're waiting for the second film to do though, which it which shouldn't sucks. Have, it I shouldn't know have exactly. Done, yeah, exactly. Like they need this to be a self-contained story, and they didn't do it at all. Yeah, it should have been like, oh crap, the ten weeks are up. We've been we've been do- going around the universe right. tracking these people down. We got to get back, and then the final confrontation. They should have been returning, and that's where they should have fought them off and won. And this this is where. I make the argument that this is not cinema. This is television. Mm-hmm. This is an okay television show, and it is objectively terrible cinema. <laughs> yeah. It is it is dog shit. Yeah. And that's why and that's why I, I feel like I feel like this is the test to see the AI and it was not successful. Like if if no. writers do, do you think it's, do you think it's redeemable though? Do you think number two could be good enough that it makes number one not as fucking terrible? I mean, like that, I don't have any faith in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, typically when you have, like, again, like as we said, like this should have been like self-contained story. So we know our characters. Mm-hmm. We are emotionally invested in their success sure. and emotionally invested in like and them mm-hmm. be, being fr- being successful in, in other films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of have like a, a small win, but it didn't, it, it was, it didn't, it didn't have any sort of emotional resonance with no. any of us. Like it was just, it's just something that we just witnessed on screen because there was nothing to really like tie us to any of the characters emotionally mm-hmm. or at all. So right. it's just like, it just felt, it did just feel like someone telling you. <laughs> about this thing that happened. <laughs> honestly, you're not wrong. It, it it honestly felt like talking to some drunk guy about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's like a like, drunk guy re- retelling you the story Star, about Star Wars Episode Seven or something. Yeah. Like, hey man, you seen the Force Awakens? This is crazy. There's like this girl who's on a fucking. She's like I don't know, all alone and stuff, and she's like fucking. And then there's these fucking space Nazis, man, and they're fucking like wearing like Nazi uniforms and shit. And then there's like. I don't know, like lightsabers and fucking a lot of gun battles and whatever, man. He's like, wow, cool, bro. Yeah. (laughs) The cast is real diverse, man. There's like a black dude. (laughs) You're just putting it together like, oh, yeah, okay. And and that's, I mean, I think that's like the equivalent of AI storytelling is it's like a drunk guy telling you a plot of a movie that already exists. Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) So, and that's why I hope, I do hope. Mm-hmm. That this is considered a a complete failure yeah. to launch with people because and I and I'm glad that people are having a a negative reaction to it because that's because like you know some my dad liked it your dad liked it my dad recommended it to me and my brother and Wolf. we laughed at him oh my god <laughs> well so there's certain people that I'll connect with mm. but like I don't think like on a whole. I mean, because that's the thing. That's that's the plan. Because Netflix is a you know wants to con- yeah. This was gener- a next fi- Netflix produced film. Yeah, and, and so they already produced the second film that will come out soon. Uh, hopefully uh, that in, fails in, too in uh, April. Yeah, because like this is like the plan is to replace all creative types with AI. Mm-hmm. And so we had the AI generated script. We had a couple scenes that we think for sure were AI. A hundred percent. And and so this is the test to see if it passes the test. And and I hope it failed. Me too. Because but at the same time, I really fear it didn't. Yeah, like I think I, I think, think people could, are stupid. I, I think, I think they can look at the numbers and like you know, 
You know, it, it, it like it, like people watched it enough. People I mean, watched we, it. we watched it. We didn't watch it on Netflix. I no. fucking pirated that so shit. Thankfully, we generated it on. We didn't give them any sort of like views, right? Or revenue, a revenue. So, but you know, but who knows if enough people did? Like, mm-hmm. I think if if enough people watched it, even though it's like dog shit, mm-hmm. people watched it. Yep. We'll just keep making dog shit, yeah. and and we can, oh we can do like. A million different shows and TV show, like movies and TV shows, that are also written by AI and and you know more or less contain AI s- scenes, you know, mm-hmm. generated scenes. And uh, so let's see how it works. Let's hope save, it doesn't. Let's save some money. Let's fucking hope it never works. Yeah, let's hope it never works. We don't have to pay anybody to yeah. make make, uh, make content for for the grit for the for the mill anymore. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place for us to wrap up Rebel Moon yeah. Part One, A Child of Fire, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't well, who care. was the Child of Fire? Obviously, Cora. Was I don't she? Know. She was like baptized in fire. Okay. Anyway, what have you been watching this week? So, uh, uh, what did I watch? You want me to go first? I already yeah, go for it. All right. So uh, this week I watched uh, 2000's Mr. Accident by Yahoo Serious. That film fucking oh, yeah. sucked <laughs> bad. Uh, I watched uh, Kurosawa's Pulse from 2001. Oh, nice. That was a great unnerving treatise on loneliness, depression, and the dangers of digital isolation. Mm. Fucking loved that one. Uh, I watched American Fiction from uh, 2023 starring Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Holy shit. I saw you put that on there. Five-star film. Mm. Third favorite film of the year. Mm, After Poor Things and Monster, Mm. American fiction is so fucking good. I loved everything about it. I laughed out loud a ton. Uh, I watched last night Alone in the Dark from 2005 by Uwe Boll. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow, that sucked. Wow, Uwe Boll hasn't made a movie in a while, has he? He he does. He's just been making German films. Yep, yep. He keeps on making dog shit. Yeah. Yep. Fuck that dude. What you been watching? Uh, I watched uh, rewatched Strange Days. I haven't seen that since I was okay. a kid. Strange Days is good. Yeah, I didn't know it was written by James Cameron. Was it? Yeah, written by James Cameron, directed by his then wife Catherine Bigelow. No shit. Uh, yeah, it was great. Like it definitely. I like. I thought it held up very well. Like uh, a lot of people are making connections to it based on like the um, the new Apple Glass, Apple Vision Pro thing. Okay, so I was okay. just like, oh, you know, I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. And then I watched also watched um, Leviathan. Uh, which is sort of like also like a like a um, an Italian ripoff of the Abyss. Oh, I love and, that and uh, Alien and then Thane. Okay, and I had, think I've seen that one. Yeah, it was on. Is it, it's uh, a Gaio film, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, so. it, was, it was underwater. It has like a like a Thane type creature, and it has like it has like a couple people I like. It has it had Peter Weller, Ernie Hudson, Daniel Stern, oh, Hector Elizondo, and so pretty good cast. Yeah, yeah had a pretty good cast. Completely. It, the movie sucks. Oh, awful. bummer. Like, did not like it. Um, what else but, you got? Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched, oh, <laughs> I watched Battle Beneath the Earth. Never heard of that one. It's a 1967. Oh, boy. It's about um, uh, China invading the United States through a giant tunnel they built. <laughs> <in Hutt. laughs> cool. I hope they do. Uh, it was terrible. Uh, mm. that had It had um, Asian people. In the cast, yeah, 
But the two main Asian villains were played by white people in Asian face. Of course. That's and how yellow face was the, the way of the time. Yeah, and it was bad, bad, bad. <laughs> that, that was the Charlie Chan era, you know. Yeah, and it was funny. It was it was very funny to me just because, like, there was um, the main, uh, g- the evil general had a mm-hmm. falcon in his uh, in his underground lair. That's sick. And but wait, falcons need, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's people wearing the, the bamboo hats underground. I'm like, why do they need that underground? You know, rice underground rice patties. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, uh, but like the Falcon, every single time something happened on screen, it had cut to the Falcon looking at it. Cool. And so I was like, cool, like Falcon reactions. Yeah. So yeah, the movie sucked. I gave it one star. Nice. Anything else? <laughs> uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah, that's uh, what I watched recently besides, you know, Rebel Moon. Well, cool. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, what would you give Rebel Moon? A one. I gave oh, it, I also watched Chunking Express. That was good. Okay, cool. Yeah. I gave it one and a half stars, if only for the action films were pretty good. I, I like awarding films like at least half stars for things mm-hmm. they didn't do terribly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, this film didn't work for me entirely, but I, I didn't think it was a half star or a one star film just mm-hmm. because there were a couple scenes that I was like, okay, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of it was. Yeah, the rest of it was. I mean, for it's, for 177 million for two films, I feel like this was a bad film. Yeah, I mean, I think there is like a great discussion about you know money laundering, but that yeah. could be for another another sure. thing, another time because I definitely feel this was like a money laundering project. And he probably invested heavily in Chat GPT because that's who wrote the fucking film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, but I gave it one star because it's not something I would ever want to rewatch or ever Fair. recommend to anyone. Yeah, like fact that your dad recommended it to you is very bizarre horrifying horrifying but like it's I, my dad I don't yeah know. i think we should uh really yeah. set your dad down give him some good movies <laughs> <laughs> like, like i don't know if he'd like him so. yeah probably not but you know i think this thing was dog shit i think it's evil mm-hmm. just because of the fact of like you know ai written dialogue i think it's just an evil film and i yeah, think it's, it's, it's inhuman it's inhuman i think it's um you know I think I feel it was made as a threat to writers and other creative types. I, I liked in your, how, your review how you said part two seems like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it is, and I do feel like it's a threat to um, to our to the writers and creative types out there, and mm-hmm. just being like, we can make a hundred seventy seven dollar movie without you. Yeah, and and I I feel that's bad. Yeah, and so I feel million. yeah. How many? I don't know. You said one hundred seventy-seven dollar. Oh, oh, yeah, dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I w- this feels like it should have been one hundred. Yeah, one hundred seventy-seven million dollars. That's where does that money go? Honestly, I mean, for two films, a lot of it goes to like people working on the film. I guess. But I hope so. Me too. Wasn't a writer being paid for it? Definitely not. Yeah. Boo! Fuck this movie. Yeah. Boo! Fuck this movie. Totally yeah. agree. <laughs> I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else to say? No. Go watch good stuff, not this. Yeah. This one sucks. <laughs> Don't watch it. Um, yeah. Go enjoy good movies. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, people. This has been The Media Dungeon. I've been Britton. And I've been Pat. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye now. Bye.